Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News, episode 387 on Now You Know. Thanks to Beam for sponsoring this episode. Beam's Dream is a great tasting nightcap filled with the highest quality sleep promoting ingredients. Now I've been trying to prioritize sleep this year and I can tell you that Dream is helping me fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. And as a result, I've been waking up with way more energy. There are several flavors, but I think my favorite is the original. It tastes like a delicious cup of healthy hot cocoa. Put one scoop of powder into a mug of hot water or milk or oat milk and blend using your Beam frother. I sip it 30 to 45 minutes before I'm ready to go to bed, and it helps me wind down and get to bed at a reasonable hour. Now, I've struggled with being able to shut my brain off at night as I'm often up late working on the show, so Dream has been a game changer for me. I also feel zero grogginess the next morning when I take Dream, unlike how I used to feel when I would take other sleep aids. The relaxing drink has natural sleep ingredients that work together to support you through the stages of sleep. My favorite ingredients that Dream contains is Raishi and melatonin, which have allowed me to improve my REM sleep quality. Each cup has only 15 calories and no added sugar. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, non-GMO, and keto-friendly. In a clinical study, 93% of participants reported Dream helped them get a better night's sleep and wake up feeling more refreshed. Click the link below or scan the QR code and use the code NOWYOUKNOW to get up to 35% off. So by now, I think that we've all heard how Elon had his stock compensation plan voided by a Delaware state chancery judge. The news coverage has been pretty much anywhere from jokes about the richest men in the world to righteous indignation about him. And we're lucky enough that we've had time enough now to wade through all the dogma out there to find out what's really going on. So how did Elon's 2018 comp plan really work? So in 2018, you may remember that the Tesla board voted six to zero, that was without Elon voting, but with Kimball voting, six to zero for the plan. 73% of us shareholders voted in favor, that does not include Musk's shares. So 63 million votes for, 23 million votes against. It was a performance-based compensation package, so no salary. You weren't going to get like a few million bucks no matter how you did. You had to perform. There were these 12 tranches, these 12 things you had to hit, starting at a $100 billion market cap. If he hit all those targets, he would get stock that would vest over five years. So that means that he couldn't just get the stock and sell it. It would take five years before he could actually sell it and make any money if he wanted to. So keep in mind, these are $50 billion increments in market cap up to $650 billion value for Tesla if you wanted to get all of the compensation plan. And so each time he hit one of those tranches, he would get 1% more of the outstanding shares of Tesla. Now remember, Tesla was worth $59 billion at the time. So Elon has not actually made any money yet. Um, now, it is worth $55 billion in today's dollars, but the stock options at their strike price were worth $2.6 billion. And I just want to show you what the stock did in case you've been living under a rock. It went from that small to that big. Now, it was the largest comp plan in the history of the public markets. No CEO had ever gotten a comp plan like this. But I do want to point out, if you go back historically, let's take a look at this chart. So the highest increasing stock price in that time period belongs to Tesla. 803% return over that time period. The second closest company to come to that was Apple with 345%. Wow, so it wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. So then in 2019, a Tesla shareholder with nine shares All the world owes me a living. sued Tesla and the Tesla board saying that the pay package was unfair. 
Uh, by the way, his stock 10xed in the next five years, so his $2,500 turned into $25,000. But it's not fail. On Tuesday, January 30th, the judge presiding over the Delaware Chancery Court, where the suit started in 2019, and concluded, by the way, back in November of 2023, she finally issued her ruling, saying that Elon's comp plan was rescinded. The judge, Kathleen McCormick, found that, number one, the pay package was excessive. She cited that no other CEO had ever gotten a pay package this big. Number two, the process by which the Tesla board came up with that pay package wasn't fair. Basically, that the board was too closely tied to Elon and that the board didn't take a more antagonistic role in negotiating the pay package. And basically, she said it comes down to this. She said to invoke the entire fairness standard, the plaintiff argues that Musk's compensation plan was a conflicted controller transaction. The plaintiff thus forces the question, does Musk control Tesla? Delaware courts have been presented with this question thrice before, when more adroit judges found ways to avoid definitively resolving it. This decision dares to, quote, boldly go where no man has gone before, or at least where no Delaware court has tread. The collection of features characterizing Musk's relationship with Tesla and its directors gave him enormous influence over Tesla. In addition to his 21.9% equity stake, Musk was the paradigmatic superstar CEO who held some of the most influential corporate positions, CEO, chair, and founder, enjoyed thick ties with the directors tasked with negotiating on behalf of Tesla, and dominated the process that led to board approval of his compensation plan. At least as to this transaction, Musk controlled Tesla. And judges point number three, the shareholder vote was invalid because shareholders weren't sufficiently informed about the board being too close to Elon and a couple internal emails between board members that came out during discovery that a couple board members thought that Tesla was going to hit some of the market cap and revenue numbers. So let's break down why we think the judge was wrong on all three parts of her decision. Number one, the pay package was the largest in history. But hey, who cares? That's up for the company to decide. What, are we now letting government decide the strategy of how companies should run themselves? B, in hindsight, it looks like a lot of money because Elon hit all the targets. Tesla became a $650 billion company. But let's not forget, in 2018, Tesla was worth only $59 billion. Only a tiny, tiny number of companies in history have ever grown from $59 billion to $650 billion. And as we pointed out a couple minutes ago, none had done it that fast before. Yeah, and I just want to point out this pay plan was proposed during the Model 3 production hell period where Elon was sleeping on the factory floor trying to get Model 3s out the door. The future of Tesla was by no means secure. Many people in the financial world laughed at this plan, saying that Elon would never get paid a dime because Tesla was about to fail. So the pay plan was too excessive turned out on its face to be false because Tesla grew faster than any other company in history. And don't forget... The Tesla at the time was the most shorted stock. It was by no means a sure thing that Tesla would grow at all. Number two, to the judge's point about the Tesla board being too cozy with Elon. Of course he was friendly with the board. Elon was a founder of the company. And when the CEO is also the founder and not some outside hire, then of course he or she has a close relationship with the board. Oftentimes the board is made up of early investors. In the case of Tesla, it's true. Elon's own brother, Kimball Musk, was on the board and so was Elon. Elon recused himself both from the pay discussions and voting. Here are the other members during that time. Robin, Ira, Antonio, Brad, and Linda. I'm not going to go through all six other board members except to say that it was their job to keep Elon happy and motivated and it worked. 
Also, emails came out during discovery from Elon, showing that he actually didn't want to push for even more pay. This email was from Elon to Todd Myron, who was advising the compensation committee. He said the added comp is just so that I can put as much as possible towards minimizing existential risk by putting the money towards Mars if I'm successful in leading Tesla to be one of the world's most valuable companies. This is kind of crazy, but it's true. Hope it isn't misinterpreted. So in fact, what's weird here is that the board didn't need to get antagonistic with Elon because he actually could have gotten more for himself, but decided he didn't want more. Here's another example from the court case of Elon being more than reasonable. After getting a proposal from Tesla's general counsel for the compensation plan, Elon responded, that is more than intended. Let's go with 10% of the current FDS, fully diluted shares. So 20.915 million. This was over 8 million shares less than a prior proposal. When asked about this, Elon said, quote, it was, I guess, me negotiating against myself. So why is Judge McCormick saying that the board wasn't antagonistic enough? If the person you're negotiating with is being reasonable, there is no reason to become antagonistic. That just ruins the negotiation. And as another example of Elon putting the company first in front of his own needs, because during this comp package, remember, Tesla was busy trying to ramp up the Model 3 production. Elon sent Todd Marin, Tesla's general counsel, an email asking him to put the discussion of his compensation, quote, on hold for a few weeks stating that he just wanted to make sure Tesla's interests come first. Let's not forget that under the plan, if Elon had raised the value by almost double, from $59 billion to $100 billion, which would have benefited shareholders greatly, Elon would have made absolutely nothing. It's not like Elon was getting a salary. He was getting $0 per year in CEO pay. And to the judge's last issue, the shareholder vote, I'm a Tesla shareholder. You're a Tesla shareholder. I knew that Kimball Musk was Elon's brother. Me too. I knew that the Tesla board liked Elon and were not adversarial against him. Heck, the Tesla board approved the Solar City merger a couple of years earlier. Remember that? That was something Elon wanted and many argued wasn't in the best interests of Tesla. But the board went along and so did the shareholders. What else was the Tesla board supposed to disclose before I voted on whether I agreed with the stock compensation plan? I've voted on hundreds, if not thousands, of CEO stock compensation plans in my decades of being a stockholder in publicly traded companies. And I've never seen the need to disclose who plays golf with who or how many dinner parties has one board member had with the CEO. I'm smart enough to decide this stuff, Judge. I want to point out that Judge McCormick, in her 200-page ruling, starts with this clickbait sentence. Was the richest person in the world overpaid? That sounds more like a YouTube video title than the beginning of a legal document. Also, as many have pointed out, the judge casts herself as the hero here. She says she dares to boldly go where no man has gone before and once more onto the breach, dear friends, once more. Another thing that the judge said in a ruling that I have to take exception with, she said, quote, Musk had no intention of leaving Tesla and he made that clear at the outset of the process throughout this litigation. Elon was running other companies during that time and was getting really burnt out working at Tesla as the CEO. We were there at the Model 3 delivery event, remember that, where Elon looked like he might pass out on stage. He was working so hard. He was tweeting a lot during this period, and we learned from Walter Isaacson's book that Elon was overworked, even more than normal. He was super stressed out and unhappy. If the board had not approved a pay compensation plan that was satisfactory to Elon, he could have left. And where would that have put us as shareholders? Okay, so that was the ruling. Where are we going from here? What's going to happen? Is Elon going to not get any pay and leave Tesla? Well, there are going to be people leaving a place called Delaware. I can tell you that. Over half of the publicly traded companies in the U.S. are incorporated in Delaware. And you may ask, wait a minute. 
Isn't Delaware the second smallest state in the U.S.? Well, yeah. Back in 1899, Delaware enacted their general corporation laws, which were very favorable to corporations. It made it harder to carry out class action lawsuits. It kept the owners' identities much more private, etc. So even back then, most U.S. corporations incorporated there. And as kind of a chicken and egg thing, because so many corporations incorporated in Delaware, corporate case law became very extensive, meaning people knew what to expect in terms of outcomes if you went to court in Delaware. And corporations like predictability. So lawyers studied this case law and could advise their corporate clients based on the case law, which was getting deeper by the year. Okay, I see. So if I incorporated in, say, Vermont, where fewer corporations had incorporated, then ipso facto, there was less case law. So I would have less predictability about how a particular lawsuit against my company might turn out. Right. Now, the judge's ruling in Elon's pay compensation case is just a trial court ruling. It does not set precedent. But if Tesla appeals and loses, then it will set a precedent and affect future cases. But hang on, isn't Tesla likely to appeal this case? Yes, it is very likely. Otherwise, Tesla will have to pay the plaintiff's lawyer's fees, which could likely be hundreds of millions of dollars. What? Hundreds of millions of dollars? I thought you said that the plaintiff in this case, Richard Tornetta, had nine Tesla shares. I mean, his stock was worth about 2500 when he started the suit, and it went up 10x. So how is he even damaged at all? This case was not about him. These three law firms are class action law firms. The lawyers who filed this lawsuit knew that if they won, they'd get a huge payout. Elon posted on X, the real plaintiff is almost always and certainly is in this case, the class action law firm. Hundreds of millions of dollars, though, and also a class action lawsuit where the class is one guy. Isn't it supposed to be hundreds of people were affected by something and then therefore because they all have mesothemioma or whatever, you have to, you know, pay out to all those people? Yeah, they didn't want more than him because they're going to pay him like $10,000. The law firm just used him to do the to do this lawsuit so they can get their legal fees. They don't care about us shareholders. If you do a class action lawsuit, normally if you won, we'd all get something, right? Right. They didn't care about us. They care about themselves. And to your point about could it be millions of dollars, it could actually be billions of dollars because they could get awarded a percentage of the difference between what Elon's pay package gave him, which was $55 billion, and what the judge may consider reasonable pay. And that difference, even if it was only, let's say, $5 billion, well, 25%, which is kind of the typical lawyer fee of $5 billion, is well over a billion dollars. And Elon responded to this Financial Times article on X. He said, so deeply and utterly wrong that a law firm that harmed Tesla could stand to gain billions. But you said that people were gonna be leaving Delaware? Well, you saw Elon's X posts about Delaware that week. Never incorporate your company in the state of Delaware. I recommend incorporating in Nevada or Texas if you prefer shareholders to decide matters. And you may be thinking, well, that's just Elon being Elon. Regular corporations aren't gonna wanna leave Delaware. Uh, yeah, they are. And here's why. If Tesla appeals and loses, like I said, then Judge McCormick's ruling against Tesla will become case law in Delaware. In other words, corporations in Delaware can now be sued for overpaying their CEOs, which will open up thousands of corporations to costly lawsuits where the court gets to decide if the CEO pay was fair and if the shareholders got proper disclosure. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so don't listen to me, but I think Tesla will win on appeal. But if you're a Delaware corporation, you've got to be thinking about hedging your bets and reincorporating in another more corporate friendly state. It's not hard to do. And the cost of not doing it could be potentially very large. 
Because, I mean, any schmuck with, with nine shares can go to a law firm and say, hey, uh, you know what? I think that this company overpays their CEO. That's the other way around. The law firms are going to be coming to you. They're going to say, hey, you own nine shares of this company. Want to make some quick you cash? Want to make some quick cash? To sign here. And so every corporation in Delaware practically is going to be at risk of this. Yeah, that's why they're all leaving. So I'd like to take just a second here and take a deeper dive into this judge and her 200-page ruling. Like we said, her very first sentence kind of sets the tone for her ruling when she says, was the richest person in the world overpaid? Why are we letting a shareholder with nine shares and a single judge the ability to rule on whether Elon's pay was unfair to begin with? Holmar's catalog says, on March 21st, 2018, Tesla shareholders approved a $2.6 billion compensation plan for Musk. Excluding votes cast by the Musk brothers, 73% of shareholders voted yes to approve the plan. For our vote to be overturned by the court makes no sense. I'm sorry, judge and nine share shareholder, but Tesla is not Facebook where Mark Zuckerberg controls 51% of the vote. At the time of this lawsuit, Elon controlled 21.9% of Tesla shares. We, the shareholders, got to vote on this compensation plan and 73% of us, a majority, said we were in favor. Now, I like Elon a lot, you know that, but he does not control my vote. Does he control yours? Let's put this in context. This same judge had presided over Elon's Twitter case, and she ruled against him. She does not like Elon. If you read these two case rulings, hundreds of pages, it's pretty clear to me. And I'd like your thoughts if you've read them, so comment down below. So basically, we're replacing the roughly 6 million Tesla shareholders who voted with the judgment of one person with nine shares, and a judge who by her own writing exposes that she doesn't like Elon. Oh, it's so dumb, it's brilliant. No! It's just dumb. Sawyer Merritt says, for those curious, this is why the judge ruled against Elon and Tesla. McCormick's conclusion, the process for coming up with Elon's comp plan wasn't independent because Elon controlled the board and the directors who approved the plan weren't truly independent. Further, the shareholders who approved this comp plan weren't made aware of this controlled relationship. Hence, the $55 billion comp plan is voided. And Elon said this is insulting to shareholders, which it is. Lots of people can't understand how this could have even happened. Austin says, I'm not sure I fully understand. How can a judge reverse a target-based compensation package after 80% of shareholders voted for it and the target has been hit? And Elon said, good question. Until you allow yourself to contemplate what I've been saying ever since President Biden said this on November 9th, 2022. Sorry, I, ha I actually have, a, I have an unrelated question too. Um, Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security and should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth, worth being looked at. Um, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say. There's a lot of ways. Uh, you know what I'm saying. The Department of Justice going after Elon's glass house, which we haven't seen any pictures well, of. Well, that's because it's glass. You can't see it. <sighs> the FCC trying to stop Starlink. 
the FAA and the Fish and Wildlife Agency trying to delay SpaceX, NHTSA's endless recalls against Tesla, etc., etc. And unless you're naive, you know I'm right. Because now we find out that Judge McCormick used to work at the law offices of Young Conway in Delaware, which, it turns out, has been a major donor to President Biden for decades. In 2016, Hunter Biden, that's President Biden's son, hosted a gubernatorial campaign event for Congressman John Carney with then-Vice President Joe Biden as the guest speaker at the law offices of Young Conway. Then-Attorney McCormick was on the hosting committee. In 2018, Kathleen McCormick was working at Young Conway, and she was nominated to the bench by President Biden's close friend, John Carney. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, claimed in this 2018 email, quote, I will bring suit in the Chancery Court in Delaware, which, as you know, is my home state, and I'm privileged to have worked with and know every judge on the Chancery Court. And by no, <laughs> he means they're in my pocket. This tweet from Adrian Dittman, in 2018, 80% of the Tesla shareholders voted favor of a compensation plan that would pay Elon $56 billion if the company met certain goals. As of 2023, these goals have been met, and yet the judge will rule in favor of a shareholder who owns nine Tesla shares that the plan is excessive and should be voided. Interesting, isn't it? And Elon said very. Zero Hedge says the Delaware judge who nuked Elon Musk's $55 billion package is steeped in Biden world. Elon said very much so. Farzad says, if there was ever a reason to never run a public company, today is a pretty good example, lol. Elon said, yes, the parasitic load of being a public company has become extremely high. Look, whether you want to get into the politics of why this is actually happening or not, ultimately, I believe that this is going to be a win for us Tesla shareholders. And here's why. I believe Tesla will appeal Judge McCormick's Delaware ruling and win. So no biggie there. But in the meantime, I think that Tesla will reincorporate in Texas and issue a new pay compensation plan that will not only pay him for the past five years of his incredible work, but also compensate and motivate Elon for even bigger things to come. I'm hopeful that it will include a dual class share structure so that Elon can maintain control of the company as Tesla grows into an AI, robotics, energy and transportation powerhouse and grows into a multi-trillion dollar market cap company. James Stevenson said, you know, Elon was going to pay billions in taxes on those options. And Elon says the most salient point that was missed was that the shares could not be sold for five years after exercise of the options, making it impossible to exercise and run. And if the judge is going to compare Elon's pay package to other CEOs, how does Elon get paid compared to other CEOs? Elon would only get paid under this plan if he hit tranches of increasing market cap gains of $50 billion plus either adjusted EBITDA targets or a revenue target in four consecutive fiscal quarters. Otherwise, Elon would get nothing. Other CEOs get millions of dollars a year regardless of how their companies do, or they tie it to their stock's EPS, in which case the CEO can just drive up corporate debt and then do stock buybacks to get the EPS in a rosy sweet spot. These CEOs game the numbers all the time. Mary Barra, CEO of GM, got $28.97 million in 2023, and GM's stock was um, basically flat for the year. Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, got $21 million in 2023, and Ford's stock was also basically flat. Does the judge have any problem with their pay? Maybe a shareholder will now file a lawsuit since both these companies are incorporated in Delaware. Maybe they'll get Judge McCormick. That would be great. Now, here's GM's stock during five years past, right? Mary Barra got $200 million over those five years in CEO pay. Uh, Elon got how much? Um, uh, zero. 
GM's share price, by the way, was flat for five years. So, I mean, you could sort of think of it as like if she was incentivized to increase the stock as opposed to just being paid just tens of, tens of millions of dollars a year. I mean, I don't know. I'd be a little mad if I were a GM shareholder. I know. Me too. Why are we compensating our CEO not based off of performance? Because uh, most of them wouldn't sign that deal. We want to thank Climate Exchange for sponsoring today's episode. The only action needed to solve climate change is a carbon tax. We should not, for example, impose draconian laws on farmers or make citizens uncomfortable by limiting air conditioner usage. Keep tax revenue constant, but shift it to a tax that is probably bad, CO2, just like alcohol and cigarettes are taxed more than fruits and vegetables. Climate Exchange is a small nonprofit doing really important work to help our planet. And time is running out to enter a raffle to help Climate Exchange in the work they do. You have less than a month left to buy tickets for the eighth annual raffle. The grand prize winner gets their pick of a fully customized EV from any manufacturer up to $112,000. The price of a fully loaded Tesla Model X Plaid, by the way. Plus, Climate Exchange also pays all of the fees and taxes on the car. Not every raffle does this, and in other raffles, you could end up paying thousands of dollars just to claim your car. Climate Exchange is even throwing in an extra $5,000 to help you install a home charger or to use on the road. And with so many manufacturers adopting Tesla's charge port, that is really going to come in handy. Climate Exchange has been a supporter of our channel for a long time now. Actually, one of their recent raffle winners heard about the raffle through our channel. He is having a great time driving around his Tesla Model S Plaid. Plus, they also have cash prizes. So you could take home two, three, five, or $10,000 second through fifth place. Ticket sales end on February 27th, but they may sell out sooner, which they have for the past three years. So don't miss out on getting yours now. And no matter what, your purchase is still going towards a great cause. Climate Exchange is a nonprofit and they're working hard to help states transition to a zero emissions economy by passing climate policy. We've seen the progress Climate Exchange has made on climate change since we started promoting their work during their fourth raffle. Your ticket purchase will ensure that they're able to continue this important work. You can buy tickets at carbonraffle.org or click the link in the description below. All right. So as we talked about, Tesla is becoming a Texas corporation as we speak. Elon said the public vote is unequivocally in favor of Texas. Tesla will move immediately to hold a shareholder vote to transfer state of incorporation to Texas. And he posted this poll on X last week. Should we move to Texas? 87% said yes. Now, this isn't going to void the lawsuit if they move, right? No, the ruling still stands. They have to abide by the judge's ruling. If oh. they appeal and win, then that is fine. Also, if they issue a new pay plan according to the judge's ruling and the shareholders vote for it, that's also fine. But if they reincorporate in Texas, even after all this legal shenanigans and say they lose, I mean, can't they do whatever the hell they want? Uh, no, they still have to abide by what the judge's ruling in Delaware was. But once that's over, they can then follow Texas law and pass whatever comp plan they want. Yeah, I think they will do that in the meantime. I see. And if you think this is just Tesla who will be moving out of Delaware, think again. Jason Calacanis posted, my firm invests in 100 plus new tech startups a year. And like everyone, we standardized on Delaware C-Corps because our lawyers told us it was the most just and trustworthy jurisdiction. Given the corruption in Delaware, we'll be changing this immediately. That's 100 new tech firms a year. Yeah. So that's potentially- And that's just Jason. That's hundreds and hundreds of tech companies. Yes. In fact, so many corporations are leaving. Elon posted, change your state of incorporation out of Delaware before they lock the doors. They are currently blocking John Malone from changing incorporation from Delaware to Nevada. Aravin said, Nevada or Texas? And Elon said, for most companies, Nevada, Tesla is physically headquartered in Texas, so it makes more sense for us. 
Now, it's interesting to note that Elon had already reincorporated Twitter out of Delaware to Nevada after his first encounter with Judge McCormick. Lulu says this week, Delaware's ruling on Tesla has massive implications that people are still trying to make sense of. Of course, it's a legal matter, but looking at the judge's opinion from a comms angle, communication angle, might help us understand the decision in a new way. Elon says she's an activist and a politician first and foremost, as her language clearly indicates. I would not be surprised at all if we hear about Judge McCormick in a few years when she gets appointed to a federal bench, because I believe she was just doing favors in Delaware. Ooh. Just my opinion. Alex says Judge McCormick has done Delaware's economy with a biased opinion against Tesla a huge disservice, and the consequences for the state will be severe. Elon says she has done more to damage Delaware than any judge in modern history. Now, 23% of Delaware's annual revenue comes from corporate tax. So even if a small fraction of these corporations leave Delaware, it is really going to hurt the state. And that's just corporate tax. Mm -hmm. OK, not to mention the law firms, the P.O. boxes, like all the residual stuff that trickles down. And there's a lot of it. Yes. OK, it is not as simple as you think to incorporate in Delaware. And I just want to point out historically, this has happened before. In fact, corporations used to love New Jersey in the late 1800s. That's where you would incorporate. But then Governor Woodrow Wilson passed some stuff that corporations didn't like and they fled and they were like, where can we go? Oh, Delaware, right? Because Delaware just passed this great law of theirs. And then New Jersey could never get them back again because it was too late. They had already incorporated. And in the meantime, we have lots of states that have passed very business-friendly uh, legislation. And the only thing that stopped corporations from going Going there, new corporations, was that they didn't have a lot of case law. But now, seeing that they don't like the case law that's happening in Delaware, it's worth the risk. Because, you know, you can say case law all you want. What they really meant was like pretty good case law. Exactly. Hey, you know, if you get sued about this certain thing, then stuff's going to happen pretty well. But if, if they go, OK, so there's this state and the case law is pretty good unless you have one dude who has nine shares in your company and uh, for some reason doesn't like what all other shareholders have voted for, he can get a judge to go unvalidate whatever it is they all voted on because apparently they don't have any say, even though they're the shareholders and a company and all the shareholders are going to go. Yeah, we don't we don't really want that. Delaware. Hi. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeah. The Cybertruck Roundup. It appears that Cybertrucks are now being delivered without wheel covers because the current design results in the sidewall of the tire being worn down. Deliveries will continue until the redesigned parts start shipping, which is expected no sooner than March. Tesla, we have no problem with missing wheel covers. You can ship us our Cybertruck as soon as you want. Deal? Yeah, you don't need the wheel covers to drive a Cybertruck. It's just that the wheel covers actually improve range a bit. So those aero covers were rubbing against the wheel sidewall? That's what we've heard from owners on the Cybertruck Owners Club. And that's why you should join Cybertruck Owners Club for all the latest news on everything Cybertruck. Remember how we used the Ford Lightning's locking rear differential while we were snow plowing a couple weeks ago? Yep. It was not easy to find in the Ford's menu system, though. Well, according to early Cybertruck owner Voyage ATX, it now appears in the Cybertruck's infotainment screen that locking differential controls coming soon. Well, that's exciting. Now we just need our truck. I counted, by the way, 80 Cybertrucks at Giga Texas on last Friday's Joe Tegmeyer drone flyover. Um, so one of them could be ours. Who knows? Maybe they're friendly. Always the optimist. And Brandon posted, took Cybertruck on a 420 plus mile road trip yesterday. And what an incredible experience. Range was more than enough between stops and supercharging took no time at all. People go crazy when they see this thing. This is by far my favorite Tesla product ever. 
And yeah, head on over to the Cybertruck Owners Club. Thank you so much, guys, for sponsoring us. This is the place where you're going to get all of your information. Not only that, don't forget, they have the online order tracker so you can start to see where you're going to actually get your Cybertruck. It's full of cool data. Make sure you put your data in there um, and that way you'll know when you're getting it. Have you ever had a problem with your e-bike where one day it just won't turn on? Uh, well, we had that problem and it turned out to be the battery and we were like, oh, no. Over on our Now Let's Review channel, we just posted a video where we show you how we solved this problem with our battery, and we think it could be really useful for anyone who's ever had their battery fail. Now, if it turns out to be the same problem we had, which, by the way, is very common, then Jesse will show you how to fix it pretty cheaply, I might add. Yeah, I think it cost us only a couple bucks. So please subscribe to our Now Let's Review channel so you don't miss cool content like this that could save you hundreds of dollars. So Elon posted, the first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. So wh what? <laughs> yeah, he said the first Neuralink product is called telepathy. He went on to say, it enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. That is the goal. I say one and a bit on a five and a five and a five. I'm going to be saying five and a five and a hey over there. We got a bid. Hey, if you liked the work we do, we'd really appreciate it if you hit that like button. All right. So last week we reported on the Tesla Model Y being the best selling vehicle in the world with 1.23 million units sold. The Fudsters didn't like that and have been making stupid arguments with their troll accounts all over the Internet. Arguments like that the Toyota Corolla was actually better selling than the Model Y because the Corolla has different variants like the GR Corolla. But to give you a sense of why these auto companies are so afraid of this story getting out, let's go to this Elon repost from Sawyer Merritt. Sawyer said in 2023, Tesla's sales of the Model Y in California surpassed the combined sales of Toyota's RAV4 and Honda's CRV in the state. Okay, so California, the largest car market in the US, which is the third largest car market in the world. And did the Model Y just like sneak into the number one spot? Nope, it crushed the competition. Combine the Toyota RAV4 and the Honda CRV sales in California in 2023. Heck, you'd have to add the Ford F-150 sales before you'd get to the number one spot. And that would just barely make it at that. And in other Model Y news, Bob Folks, director of quality at Tesla, confirmed that Giga Berlin has reached a production run rate of six thousand model y's per week and lars langacker a certified technician at giga berlin posted this video of model y with a bunch of t-shirt milestones one thousand per week two thousand per week and now six thousand per week but i thought that giga berlin was pausing production for two weeks due to a lack of parts because of the whole red sea shipping problem uh it is pausing this 6k run rate happened right before they paused last week they should be starting back up on february 12th so remember when tesla offered current owners in the us the ability to transfer full self-driving to a new tesla purchase but you only had until the end of q3 2023 well, now it appears that Tesla is bringing it back this quarter. So why doesn't Tesla just announce it? I mean, why do we have to find out through X posts and doing our own sleuthing? I mean, you know we love you, Tesla, but why do you make this stuff so hard to learn about? Also, didn't Elon say at the end of the earnings call at that time that this was a, quote, one-time amnesty, so you need to take advantage of it in Q3? Yeah, and I didn't like that he called it an amnesty, as if we had done something wrong by investing in FSD. So I guess it wasn't a one-time thing. Will it just be a two-time thing? Because it says in the Tesla email that you only have until March 31st of 2024 to take delivery of your new Tesla. I don't know, but I guess Tesla was in a bring it back mood because they brought back the free unlimited supercharging transfer offer as well. Oh, yeah. They offered this last fall. Today, they brought back the same offer, except it's only offered on the Model S, the Model X and the Model Y. The Model 3 has been left out of the program. 
The offer also appears only to be good on transfers when taking delivery by March 31st. Yeah, it just seems like they're goosing the numbers again. I would just rather that they come up with this policy as a you know, I, I don't think maybe you should be able to transfer every car all the time. Like, you know, if you bought your ninth Tesla, but I feel like one or two transfers in your lifetime, that should be that should be good. Right. I mean, obviously, Q1 numbers are usually worse. And so they're trying to kind of keep them buoyant by doing stuff like this. These are demand levers. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people went out in Q3 and bought a Tesla because of that FSD transfer thing. And now right. they're like, why did I have to rush and like go get a bank loan and all that? In and a it hurry? must have been extraordinarily stressful. Exactly. I mean, buying, switching cars, especially when you aren't the one who like, I want a new car. When you're like, uh oh, I have to get a new car. Otherwise, right. I'm never going to be able to transfer full self-driving from my old car that was supposed to get it, but it doesn't seem like it's going to get it. And it's, You know, it's like, that is just a different thing. Elon tweeted out, going for a walk with Optimus. Adrian Dittman said, this is just the beginning. Eventually, Optimus will walk with the fluency and speed of a human being. And Elon said, yeah. yeah. Hey, and if you'd like to share a clip you've seen on this show, but you don't want to share the whole show, you can head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel on YouTube, where we chop into little bite-sized pieces. Also, you can find us on X. Really does feel like we're back in 2018 again with all this FUD. Reuters posted, Tesla to recall nearly all its U.S. vehicles in largest ever recall. Holmar's catalog says, LOL, they made a minor change to the icons as an over-the-air software update. And Elon said, literally. Or this one from the Wall Street Journal. Tesla recalls millions of vehicles over latest safety flaw. This is just the latest safety flaw. Or this one from CBS. Tesla is recalling almost 2.2 million vehicles, nearly all of the cars that it has sold in the U.S. because the font size is too small on its instrument panel for its brake, park, and anti-lock brake system warning lights. Brian Krasenstein says, Urgent. Tesla also did a recall a week ago and gave me a new game called Castle Doombad. They gave my kids the ability to play games from the back screen and for me to listen to Apple Podcasts while I drive. I also hear they'll be issuing a recall to millions of vehicles to implement full self-driving using end-to-end -end neural nets within weeks. I hope the media covers the 1.5 billion iPhone recalls when the new iOS is released in a few months. And Elon posted, Castle Doombad is a great game, one of my personal favorites. Holmar's catalog says, To the noble trees that stood for decades and centuries before us, only to be cut down so Nitsa could send us a physical letter about a font size increase applied over the air as a software update. We are sorry. Elon said the physical letter requirement is super wasteful. Sorry, Merritt said the fact that increasing the font size of some warning icons by 5% is considered a recall is so dumb. It just results in misleading headlines like this and convinces some of the public that Teslas have tons of safety issues because they don't bother to read past the headline. 99% of Tesla's recalls in the U.S. in 2023 were just over-the-air fixes. Tesla's physical recalls affected just 21,000 vehicles, or about 1% of the total. Elon says misleading headlines again. And Sean McGuire says the way that the media reports on Tesla software updates as world ending recalls is very telling. Elon says, yeah, this recall literally just changes a few pixels on the screen with an over the air update. By that anachronistic standard, phones are being recalled every few weeks. Oh, God, my phone's my been recalled. Phone! Oh, my God. All right, it's time for Ellie in space with our SpaceX update. I can't believe it, but the next Starship launch, I might actually end up missing depending on when it is. We know that SpaceX is targeting mid to late February for the next Starship launch, IFT3, and I'll be flying zero G February 23rd, so I'm hoping that those two events don't conflict. However, I am overdue for a Starship update for you guys, so let's talk about what we can expect for a very exciting and busy February. I was scrolling on X and found out through Essie Robinson Jr.'s post that yes, SpaceX is looking at mid to late February. A little bit of a tilt, but oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But it 
is definitely going. Christian Davenport of the Washington Post verified the FAA is on pace to issue a Starship launch license mid to late February. In the meantime, SpaceX is doing final prep work on Starship 28, Booster 10, and of course the orbital launch mount for IFT3. And here is what the patch looks like from the first flight with the famous four-leaf clover. So it'll be exciting to see if there will be a patch for IFT3. The Pentagon approached SpaceX about potentially taking over Starship for sensitive and potentially dangerous missions as a government-owned, government-operated asset instead of contracting the company to launch payloads. Gary Henry, who is a senior advisor for SpaceX, stated, we have had conversations and it really came down to specific missions where it's very specific and sometimes elevated risk or maybe a dangerous use case for the DOD where they're asking themselves, do we need to own it as a particular asset? SpaceX, can you accommodate that? We've been exploring all kinds of options to deal with these questions. Potentially once flight proven, the US government would move in on Starship, which could reduce access to Starbase. So yes, go take that trip to Starbase while you can. But this just shows the many potential uses for Starship with the Pentagon now showing interest in the Starship program. However, while we wait for more use cases to come to fruition, we can be assured that more flights are on the way as SpaceX shared this photo, super heavy boosters for the next three flights with a fourth ready to stack in the Starbase Mega Bay. So I'm hoping that I can make the launch in likely late February. If I can't, then I definitely am prepared to be at the next one. And I think we'll have several opportunities this year. So that's a great thing. If you guys enjoyed this update, please come check out my channel, Ellie in Space. Thanks, Zach and Jesse, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Ellie. I hope you can make that Starship launch, but either way, we're going to be reporting it on Tesla Time News. And Elon posted, aiming for two launches of Starlink tonight, which did happen. And then he went on to say congrats to the SpaceX team for the first time completing 10 rocket launches and landings in a single month. Voyager Space says, today is a momentous occasion for Voyager Space and Airbus Space as we announced that Starlab has selected SpaceX's Starship to launch Starlab into orbit. Learn more about that here. Elon said, Starship will fundamentally change how we access space with entire space stations like Starlab launched on a single mission. And Sawyer Merritt said, news, Hawaiian Airlines has begun installation of SpaceX's Starlink Aviation In-Flight Connectivity System on its Airbus 321neo fleet. The installations have begun after the company finally received the green light from the FAA. Hmm, took a little while. Elon said, Starlink team is working hard to ensure an amazing internet connectivity experience for Hawaiian airline flyers. Should be profound and feel like you're on the ground, not even in an airplane. And Elon reposted SpaceX's post of super heavy boosters for the next three flights with the fourth ready to stack in the Starbase Mega Bay. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. If you want to get an amazing Henson razor, you can use our code now you know to get a hundred free blades at checkout. So the EU and the UN have finally approved the 70-page document ECE Trans WP.29 GRVA 2024-2. What the heck is ECE slash trans slash WP.29.GRVA slash 2024 slash 2? Well, you probably know it by its other name. The UN Regulation on Uniform Provisions Concerning the Approval of Vehicles with Regard to Driver Control Assistance Systems. Uh, no, I don't know it by its other name. Well, just call it DCAS. It's basically the regulation that was needed to be passed that the EU has been working on for literally years to allow Tesla to use its full self-driving on European roads. Well, that's great for our European viewers. So when can they start using full self-driving? Like this month? Uh, well, according to DCAS, they should be able to start using them in January of 2025. 
Unfortunately, this says that Europeans will be getting way more nags than we get here in the U.S., uh, like every five to seven seconds and every time they move their eyes away from the windscreen for more than 200 milliseconds. But 200 milliseconds is literally this long. I mean, how, what the, so. So I just want to point out, by the time they get it in January, first of all, we'll have had it for about a year uh, here in, the, in North America. Uh -huh. And this is going to set back Europe because they're going to, they're, their regulations are so backward looking instead of forward looking that they're always going to be playing catch up. I, I just don't understand. So the, the nags are going to be every five to seven seconds. That's fun. <laughs> Which means you have to put your hand on the steering wheel every five to seven seconds. Isn't that the same as just driving? Like, I feel like sometimes when you're driving, you can almost, don't do this, but you could almost get away with not touching the steering wheel for longer with a non-full self-driving car. Well, the other thing that took them this long, they weren't going to allow Tesla to call it full self-driving. So in Europe, they're going to actually have to brand it something different. Oh, they're going to have to yeah. call it, well, because it a won't be. A driver assistance program. It's going to be, we will nag you until you drive. All right, it's time for Going Green. So the city of Regina, which is the capital of the province of Saskatchewan in Canada, has decided to start replacing their municipal ice buses with electric buses starting this year. Regina, just, it rhymes with fun. Regina Transit ordered new electric city buses from Nova Bus, which is a subsidiary of Volvo Group. The goal is to buy 53 Nova electric buses. The first 20 will be delivered next year. The 40-foot-long model LFS E Plus can now be outfitted with battery packs up to 564 kilowatt hours with ranges of 470 kilometers. And they are dual charging flexible, meaning they can charge using the regular DC fast charging, you know, with the cable, or using their overhead charging at, get this, 450 kilowatts. Wow. And this was interesting to me. This is the first vehicle I've seen that's been powered by a 200 kilowatt BAE systems powertrain. BAE, of course, is the giant UK-based defense contractor that makes submarines, military aircraft, warships, armored vehicles, munitions, and electronic and security systems. Nice to see BAE making something a little less military-y. Regina's Director of Transit and Fleet, Brad Bell, says these will be the first battery electric buses in Regina's transit fleet. The addition of these electric buses will support the city of Regina's goal of becoming a 100% renewable city by 2050. And if you get on one of those buses in the next year or so, please send us some video. All right, it's time for Sunspots. It is now cheaper than ever to install home battery storage in the UK. Why is that? That's because the UK has eliminated the 20% VAT or value-added tax on home batteries starting February 1st until March 31st of 2027. Wait, so it just got 20% cheaper to install home batteries in the UK? That's a lot. Yep. Chris Hewitt. Chief Executive of Solar Energy UK said the cut in VAT is exceedingly welcome and we have every expectation that it will increase demand for home battery energy storage, allowing solar power to be used after dark and double the savings offered by home solar power systems. There has never been a better time to upgrade than today. By the way, solar panels in the UK already qualify for this VAT reduction. So Brits, what are you waiting for? And Americans, you may not know this, but we already get 30% off of solar and batteries as a tax credit. So Americans, what are you waiting for? And if you're waiting to get solar in the U.S. and Canada because you're like, well, I don't really know how it works and there's lots of paperwork, uh, call our friends at EnergyPal. They will help you go solar for less. They also know everything about batteries. Link is down below in the description. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. We need your stories. Send them to us. Two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio, no music. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Antoine sent us this story about an interesting detail he noticed while at a version 4 supercharger in France. Hello, Jack, Zach, and Jesse. I'm at the Rion 
supercharger v4 in france and i was uh, charging my model y on a really late monday night and i when i just realized something so um this is the first uh, v4 supercharger in france and those line this line here this one has been here for quite a bit now and those those are the really new ones and there is something that i've never seen before there's a small screen here and this is for uh to pay with the visa card and uh i've never been i've never seen those before so um i will read this place as a <laughs> maybe seven because it's really close to the highway but it's nothing as great as uh, there is nothing to eat just around it but uh or not at, not at this time of the day um so well now you know that's interesting should we give more points if it's a version four supercharger hmm. Hmm, what do you think hmm. jess is that automatically like a plus one no i think that was a good that was pretty good grade <laughs> okay i think you know it, yeah if there's nothing to eat late at night you lose points all right all right, it's time for Patreon bonus stories. And this week we've got um, Consumer Reports Annual Owner Satisfaction Survey. Who tops the list? Hmm. You might be surprised. Oh. So uh, head on over to patreon.com slash now you know. Support us for as little as a buck a month. Get to watch all the Patreon bonus stories. Plus, over there we've also got Investor Club bonus stories. And don't forget, there's disruptive investing this week. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. And the Patreon poll this week was, was it the right move for Tesla to reincorporate in Texas? What do the people say? Um, heck yes. See you later, Delaware. That's pretty definitive vote. There. Pretty definitive. Yeah. All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week. Strap in, folks. That's a long one. Elon said, legacy media controlling what subjects they write about is by far their biggest lie, as they can ignore important matters and inflate minor ones. X enables the people to define the narrative. Sid Kingsley said, I used that for about a year. It turned me into a robot. I couldn't even laugh, but I could study my ass off. What is he talking about? Uh, Elon said, I'm told that a lot of people in college are on Adderall. Definitely won't help increase empathy. That's for sure. Matt Walsh says, the moon landing hoax theory is absurd and baseless, and all of the evidence is either made up or wildly misconstrued, all in an effort to undermine one of America's greatest achievements. Here I am debunking the dumbest conspiracy theory of all time. Elon said, it's insane how many people have asked me if the moon landings are fake. They are indeed obviously real, indeed just as real as the tragic fact that we haven't been back there in half a century. We should have built a permanent base on the moon and Mars by now. Elon Musk tweeted out, some like it cold, the musical, the perfect temperature is... 69 degrees. I'm, I mean, I'm somewhere between 69 and 72. I feel like people just went to 69. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wall Street Silver says, how much sugar is in ketchup? I had no idea it was this bad. Elon says, Heinz ketchup is too amazing not to have a catch, but I still love it. I've never had an artisanal ketchup that was better than Heinz from the store. I'm going to talk about this on Patreon bonus stories this week, actually. Oh, okay. Ashley St. Clair said doctors hardly if ever advise women that it may be their birth control making them depressed or even suicidal despite documented risk of both on the pill. Instead, doctors prescribe an antidepressant and tell them this pharmaceutical cocktail will solve their problems. Elon said, wow, I just searched medical research papers and it turns out that birth control meds triple the risk of suicide. I've never heard that before you posted. Dan says, I'm ordering a pair of these if only for when I'm eating dinner within the blast radius of my children. And Elon said it should have a screen on the outside, too, like the sphere in Vegas. That would be sick. Tesla Tino says my Tesla wipers are now perfect. They no longer wipe when they shouldn't and always wipe when they're supposed to. Thank you, Elon, for finally addressing it. Elon said, sorry it took so long. 
Well, I'm excited to try that. Out I know, right? Wow. Start raining. What 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 uh, update was that? I want to get it. Yeah, it's the last one. Elon says, if Denver is having trouble with 40,000 illegals, how will they handle the next 400,000? The illegal influx is growing exponentially and just exceeded babies born in America last month. Here comes the actual hard part. What is the solution? Court dates are five to seven years away and growing to infinity. He went on to say illegal immigration has increased by almost a thousand percent over the past decade and is still rising rapidly. Switching back to X, he says, as soon as we're confident that it is robust, audio video calling will roll out widely to X users. Wait, so he's just going to disrupt Zoom? Yeah. And Skype? Sure. Why not? <laughs> but, but I mean, everyone said that X was a bad purchase and that it wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said that about uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Doge designer said X now has 90 million U.S. users. Uh, and, he, and he posted some Instagram facts. 37% of users between 13 and 15 had encountered nudity in the past seven days. 24% of users between 13 and 15 had received unwanted sexual advances in the past seven days. And 17% of the users had encountered self-harm content in the past seven days. And that was on Instagram. Yep. Okay. And Elon responded with the double exclamation points. Goth says, kind of surprised we haven't seen a single serious video game company arise out of all this AI stuff yet. Elon says, high time there should be. Doge designer said, just a reminder, Elon paid more income tax than anyone ever in the history of Earth back in 2021. He paid over $11 billion in taxes. And Elon said, yep. New York Post says, Governor Hochul suggests deporting mob of migrants who pounded on cops and caught on camera attack near Times Square. Elon said, absolutely. Not only were they not deported, they were given a free ticket to California. House Judiciary GOP says 155 House Democrats voted today against deporting criminal migrants who commit social security fraud. They'd rather protect illegal aliens than our seniors. Elon says the craziness continues. Ashley St. Clair said, Eric Adams, why won't the migrants stop coming to New York City? Also, Eric Adams, what if we gave them $53 million for free? And Elon says, what the heck is going on? And Alex says, if legal immigrants are arrested for a crime, they should be deported immediately. Elon said, and yet they are not, even for murder and rape. Elon said Biden's strategy is very simple. One, get as many illegals in the country as possible. Two, legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one-party state. That is why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration. Simple, yet effective. Here's the full text of the bill. It sounds so reasonable at first, just like the Committee of Public Safety actually meant the cutting off of heads committee in revolutionary France. Marlzamute said, did this bill pass? Elon says, due to opposition by Senators Manchin and Cinema, it did not. However, Manchin retires this year and Cinema has been ousted from the Democratic Party, so neither will be there to stop this next year. Elon says, this explains why there are so few deportations, as every deportation is a lost vote. As happened this week, you can literally assault police officers in broad daylight in New York, be released with no bail, give everyone the finger, and still not be deported. Outrageous. I was embarrassingly slow to figure it out. Colin Rugg says, new, Venezuelan woman who has been arrested eight times in six months has been arrested for pickpocketing with at least three other illegals this week. How many more times does she need to be arrested before she gets deported? Elon says, what is even the point of arresting criminals if nothing is done? No prison, no deportation. Ben Shapiro says, Elon Musk took the riskiest pay package in history and then hit marks that literally no one thought possible, including his detractors. When he signed the package, Tesla was trading at $20. It's now 190 the judicial seizure of his compensation is hatred of Musk, pure and simple. Elon said it's simply the tip of a much larger problem. Brian Krasenstein says, I don't care what you think of Elon Musk or CEO pay. Any shareholder I know would die to bring on a CEO with the stipulations that Musk got in 2018. If the company's value increases by 1900% in six years, Musk would get approximately 9% of the company as a bonus. Elon says, Definitely buy the stock of any company where the CEO accepts the terms that I did. If you made that offer to any CEO in the top 500 companies, none would take it. Jared Isaacman is talking about the uh, 1942 Corsair and saying how it's just an amazing fighter plane. 
Elon says, good plane, but ultimately the F6F Hellcat was the winner. F6F had the best kill ratio of any plane in World War II. Daily Roman Update says, congrats, you have somehow become Roman Emperor in 180 AD. What do you do differently to avoid the upcoming crisis? And Elon says, focus on technology. Sasha says, millions of Tesla investors just found out that Kimball Musk is in fact Elon Musk's brother. How could we possibly ever know without the guiding light of the Delaware judge? I wish I'd known sooner so I could avoid the trap of getting a 12x return on my money. This quote from Isaac Asimov, no matter how outrageous a lie may be, it will be accepted if stated loudly enough and often enough. And Elon said Asimov was amazing. Trung Fan says during World War II, the U.S. government spent more on radar research, $3 billion or $53 billion in 2024 dollars, than the Manhattan Project, $2 billion or $35 billion in 2024 dollars. Scientists working on the radar said that radar won the war, whereas the atomic bomb merely ended it. Elon said, Allies' advantage in radar certainly helped, but was not the decisive factor. The foundation of war is economics, specifically industrial capacity, and the Allies were far stronger in this regard. Elon said, when you hear the names of legislation or anything done by the government, it is worth remembering that the group that sent so many people to the guillotine during the French Revolution was called the Committee of Public Safety, not the Cut Off Their Heads Committee. Lex Ferdman said, Ministry of Truth. And Elon said, praise be to Orwell. He wrote the antidote to the mind poison. Kim.com says Biden corruption costs Elon Musk $55 billion. It's just the beginning. Democrats won't stop until Elon is kicked out of his companies, his fortune gone, and his reputation destroyed. That's what happens to tech entrepreneurs with a conscience. Elon said tough battles ahead, that's for sure. Marquise Brownlee says, after a week, I'm very, very impressed with the new Tesla Model 3 refresh. Tons of small updates and refinements add to the easiest to recommend electric car in the world right now. Wall Street Silver says, name one thing you want to buy but can't afford right now. And Elon said, interstellar spaceships. Elon said, most people in America don't know that the census is based on a simple headcount of people, including illegals, not just citizens. This shifts political power and money to states and congressional districts with the highest number of illegals. Anyone can claim asylum with no proof. It is the magic word that gets anyone, even hardened criminals, into America. Vivek said, when they call this a conspiracy theory, what they mean to say is shame on you for noticing. Elon said, exactly. And as a reminder, I am very much pro-increasing legal immigration significantly. I'm not anti-immigration. I'm just against a massive number of unvetted people flooding into America, which any rational person should be. In the bet you didn't know category, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas issued written guidance making it clear that one, illegal presence alone is not grounds for deportation. Two, criminal charges, convictions, or gang membership alone are not enough for deportation. You basically have to be a convicted axe murderer to be deported. That's because every deportation is a lost vote. Shibatoshi Nakamoto says, why is it so easy for the immigrants who come to New York and get free food and room and board, but so hard for the highly intelligent, highly skilled, productive immigrants who follow all the rules to stay here? It is so stupid, and anyone who doesn't think that's stupid is stupid. Elon says they are importing as many voters as possible before the elections. Sir Doge of the Coin says, Elon Musk is by far the funniest billionaire. Elon says the competition is not super strong in this regard. Elon says, as general rule, if you believe everything your political party says, you are an idiot. Farzad says, what if I believe everything all political parties say? Alex says, if you intend to vote for Trump, be aware that you are voting for a person who is against BEVs and supports the fossil fuel industry. You may not want to hear it, but Trump has stated it loud and clear in several interviews, so make yourself aware. Elon says, that part is not awesome, but it doesn't matter. Electric vehicles are inevitable. Q says, in a nutshell. Yep. Elon says a few other things you probably don't know. Illegals in America can get bank loans, mortgages, insurance, driver's licenses, free health care in California and New York, and in-state college tuition. What's the point of being a citizen if an illegal gets all the benefits but doesn't pay taxes or do jury duty? If you're wondering why housing is so expensive, this is a major contributor. So, but, I mean, I could, I could just, I could go somewhere else 
and I could get, I could get citizenship there. Mm-hmm. And then can you cancel your citizenship, mm-hmm. your U.S. citizenship? I'd just cancel it. Mm-hmm. Then I'd sneak back into the country illegally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I wouldn't have to pay taxes? Yep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Echo Chamber tweets out this article from Fortune saying, the time may be right for Elon Musk to step down as CEO, suggest experts. He says the experts are back. Elon said, experts have been right so many times, such as... And he went on to say, after all, Fortune magazine is such a great judge of talent. <laughs> the next Warren Buffett. <laughs> Elon says, should I make the Texas Institute of Technology and Science real? It would, of course, have advanced social studies, too. Elon says, critical thinking should be the first thing taught to kids. May Musk, his mom, says, I couldn't get U.S. citizenship, even though my father and grandmother were born in Minnesota. And my grandfather, John Elon Haldeman, was born in Illinois. I was born in Canada, so it took me 12 years through visas, green card, lawyer, and numerous medical tests. That's how hard it is. Elon said, yeah, it was extremely difficult and took over a decade for me to get U.S. citizenship. Wow. And, you know, maybe he uh, just wouldn't have gotten U.S. citizenship. And so maybe those, uh, what was it, $11 billion in taxes that he paid in 2021? For, for one year, yeah. Uh, maybe those wouldn't have gone to the United States Treasury. I don't know. Yeah, just oh, gone to Canada. It would have just gone to Canada or, or South Africa. Whatever. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember, share your stories, your photos, and videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jess? Marcy spotted this VWID buzz in Budapest, Hungary. Anthony saw this Mustang Mach-E Shelby in Tampa, Florida. Anthony spotted this Penske electric van charging at a Volta charger in Riverside, California. Look, there's an ad on the charger. Mugasha found this Kia EV6 in Uganda, Africa. Philip spotted this Rivian at the Belton, Missouri Hy-Vee parking lot. Frank found these cyber trucks in Dublin, California. Oh, look how many of them. <laughs> Raul found this EV bus at the ChargePoint headquarters in San Francisco, California. Archie spotted this matte black Fisker Ocean in Solana Beach, California. That looks cool. And Archie spotted this yellow Model S in Solana Beach, California. Louise saw the Cybertruck on display at Cedar Springs Road in Dallas, Texas. Ed saw this blinged out Model Y at a supercharger in Barstow, California. Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> and Matthew saw this black wrapped Cybertruck towing a trailer near Palm Springs, California. That Great looks job. cool. Great job, everybody, getting all those pictures. Yeah. If you want to send them in, remember, it's hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. All right, it's time for our Supercharger reviews, and these are things that you can go do. Let's see what people have reviewed out there in the world. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Peter from uh, Stockholm, Sweden, reporting uh, from a Supercharger station here in beautiful Switzerland, and that's Switzerland, not Sweden, where I'm from. Uh, it's... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think it's actually a 17 uh, stall station. Uh, there's another section uh, behind me, a few hundred meters away. And uh, it's right next to a lake where you can have a swim, which we just did, me and my, uh, my girlfriend. And you have a shell station just right here. And about 100 meters in that direction one minute walk you have a supermarket and uh, there's a bathroom a toilet and a shower at the shell station which you have to pay for and I would personally rate this a 9 out of 10 because you can have a swim uh, and maybe an 8 in total and the highway is just right next to us so, uh, thank you and uh, thanks for the channel bye bye Hello, Zach and Jesse. We are at the 8th stall supercharger at Riviere du Loup. It's at a hotel parking lot, and we give this location a 9 out of 10 because it pretty much has uh, everything. 
and to get to the washrooms there's actually beautiful washrooms um, you can enter through the side side entrance over there and make your way all the way to the lobby and then locate your washroom from there Hello, Zach and Jesse. I'm over here in Seekonk, Massachusetts um, at an eight-stall, 250-kilowatt 250 supercharger. Um, there is a neon marketplace over here that has basic amenities, uh, cafe, you know, sandwiches, that sort of thing. Uh, you can't see it from here, but one business over, there's a McDonald's over there, and uh, there's a pub and restaurant just across the street. Uh, this is uh, where uh, Route 6 and 114A meet and it's just off of Interstate 195. Very convenient to the Massachusetts Rhode Island line. Uh, I rate this a four out of 10. Now you know. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is Alejandro reporting to you from Punta Gorda, Florida. This is a relatively new installed about three months ago supercharger level three located inside of a wawa as you can see this is a very nice convenience store that has fresh food uh, great drinks milkshakes etc uh, this is in the middle of relatively nowhere not a whole lot of shopping but extremely close to the highway and that really is what makes this quite appealing uh, as there aren't uh, too many superchargers that uh, permit traveling north to or or south in the west coast of Florida. This is great for people who are traveling from Miami to Tampa or vice versa. And I would give these a 6 out of 10. Now you know. That's great. I feel like people are adopting your stricter standards of, yeah. you know, 6 out of 10. Good. It's a yeah. good supercharger, not fantastic. If it's a if it's a 9 or 10, it better have a roller coaster or exactly. something really cool. Thank you so much for doing those. And you can do them too. Head on over to our Now You Know channel website. We've got a map there. You can fill it out really easily and quickly with your reviews. Also, if it's already been reviewed, you can review it again. That's totally fine. All right. What do we got for new superchargers in the world, Jess? We've got number 88 in New York is the 8-stall in Yonkers at Central Park Avenue, New York. We got number 430 in California, the 8 stall in Cathedral City, California. We got number 5 in Turkey, the 8 stall at 0320 Akashar, Izmir Bound, Turkey. Number 45 in Ohio is the 12 stall in Seville, Ohio. Number 35 in Mexico is the 4 stall in Orizaba, Mexico. Number 153 in Florida is the 12 stall in Cape Canaveral. Number 55 in Georgia is the 12 stall in Gray, Georgia. Number 58 in Illinois is the 12 stall in Edwardsville. The 16 stall in Richfield, Utah. Number 124 in Norway is the 10 stall in Trisil, Norway. Number 95 in Taiwan is the 6 stall at Kaohsiung at the Dream Mall in Taiwan. Number 24 in Utah is the 8 stall in Orem, Utah. Number 193 in Germany, number 1,152 in Europe, is the 20-stall at Bispigen, Beringen, Germany. We got the 4-stall 120-kilowatt in Beijing, China. We have the 9-stall in Shenzhen, China. We have the 3-stall in Xiazhuan, China. We have number 152 in Texas is the 20-stall in San Antonio at Worth Parkway, Texas. We have the 3-stall in Wuhan, China. Another 3-stall in Wuhan, China. We have the 3-stall in Nanjing, China. We have the 3-stall in Zhuhu, China. We have the 3-stall in Yangzhou, China. We have the 3-stall in Yixing, China. We have the 6-stall in Suzhou, China. 
We have a three stall in Chuzu, China. We have a three stall in Jian, China. A four stall in Jian, China. Another three stall in Jian, China. A four stall in Chengdu, China. We have a three stall in Yurumkwai, China. A six stall in Wenzhou, China. We have a three stall in Ningbu, China. Another three stall in Ningbu, China. We got a three stall in Wenzhou, China. We have a three stall in Huzhou, China. Three stall in Wenzhou, China. We have number 17 in Delaware. How funny, oh, Delaware. Interesting, I wonder how long that one's gonna stay open. Uh, the 12 stall in Wilmington at Limestone Road, Delaware. And 1,986 in China, 6,077 in the world, the sixth stall in Hangzhou, China. Wow. So, I mean, the news about the Delaware court ruling broke right after our show went live last week. Jesse and I spent the past week reading the ruling, researching, learning, writing, so that we could bring you a full story, at least up to when we filmed this today a fully thought out report about what happened and what likely will happen. Last Tuesday and Wednesday, we were kind of in a daze as the reporting came out. We didn't know what was gonna happen and the mainstream press seemed to be playing up the fear and uncertainty. You know, the FU part. Well, what we aim to do every week is bring you a more complete picture of what's going on in the world of Elon, Tesla, SpaceX, EVs, and sustainable energy. And you make that possible by watching, subscribing, liking this video, and supporting us on Patreon. So thank you for being there for us. We'll be there for you next week. Thanks for watching. Now, now you know. know.